Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jai Carr, and today is the 3rd of February, and welcome to Women's Grace and Grit, Engaging Conflict for Making Things Better, is the name of today's show. And um, I have a lot of affection for this topic, um, <laughs> and I know that's... Um, at odds with how most people feel about conflict. But um, I spent 10 years as a formal um, mediator in the Boston court system. And a lot of the work I do with people, both individually and couples, is really using the mediation skills, but also the understanding that, that conflict really is an invitation for a better and more creative solution. Um, Yet, most people I know put conflict avoidance as, as as much of a priority as avoiding public speaking. But we live in a world that is getting smaller and smaller. And, of course, we're going to bump into people who are different from us, think different, um, uh, sound different. And um, we cannot continue to just escalate either into trying to avoid people, trying to polarize from people. Um, you know, it's, what we're doing in the United States is polarizing, and it's not working. So um, let me read your um, read the description I wrote for today, and then we'll um, I'll go into some thoughts I have about conflict and how to really you know kind of pivot from avoiding it to to understanding what it offers and how to be more successful with engaging it. So, um, the write-up today was, Conflict is a fact of life, and most people avoid conflict like the plague. Yet conflict comes when life knows there's a better solution, although change or letting go of control may be required. Relationships of all kinds, personal, professional, social, um, require engaging conflict for creating better relationships as, as well as solutions to problems. Today I want to talk about um, how, I, um, how solutions can be reached which make all parties happier and give their relationships another opportunity to get better. Getting more comfortable with conflict and learning how to engage it successfully will only be of benefit to both your peace of mind and heart. So um, conflict is really when people perceive that another person um, is somehow a threat to a value, um, a need, um, a way of life. And conflict often polarizes people into you're wrong, I'm right. Um, that is bad, um, what I know is good, etc. So there's a polarity that happens that increases distance between people. So one of the things that that um, um, one of the things that I work when I'm working with a couple, um, or even a person who, you know, um, often a woman will come in, and sometimes um, men will come in by themselves to really kind of want to understand what's going on in their relationship before they pull the other person in. And what I help people understand is that there's a difference between disagreeing with somebody and needing to get the other person. And 
when you can simply understand that there's a conflict, that you have a disagreement, that you have a different point of view, and you take care of focusing on the, the problem, not the person, then you're going to start to engage in a more successful way. The other thing that often comes up, especially when I'm working with, um, with women, women tend to do this more than men. I call it backlogging. Backlogging is when you feel slighted, disregarded, shamed, or ignored, and you've backlogged it. You've backlogged all those times you didn't like how you were treated or you perceived you were being treated inappropriately. But instead of saying, um, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I need to like, pause and let's work something out, you backlog it. You kind of go either consciously backlog it, meaning... You say, I don't want to deal with that. I'm scared of conflict. They're going to get mad at me. Um, I'm afraid of my anger. And so you just kind of like put it in the closet and shut the door. Um, or you can do it unconsciously where you, you, you kind of feel something, but you quickly dismiss that, that kind of feeling that says um, you just feel your, your toes got stepped on or somebody was just disrespectful or, you know, you got ignored. So there's unconscious and conscious backlogging, but neither is good because you build up a storage of, of slights and, and perceived slights, um, and then something triggers you, and all of a sudden, instead of it being about, um, you know, did they um, turn on the dryer, it's you never do this, you always do that. So backlogging, when it explodes, always has... Um, has these all-or-nothing kind of words with it. The other thing that's related to backlogging is you want to address the, the and this is why you address conflicts or slights or perceived slights that happen at the time they happen. Now, it doesn't mean you, like, stop the presses, you're in the middle of a presentation, someone looks like they're not paying attention to you, you feel dissed. You don't stop your presentation and go, hey, you, back there in the corner, you know, what are you doing that's so more, much more important than what I'm saying? You register it. You say, I will take care of this after I finish my presentation here, my job here. And then you may go over to that person and say, hey, you know, I noticed you weren't so, um, you know, so uh, attentive to what I was saying. Is there something um, you didn't understand about what I was saying? Or is there something I can help you understand or whatever? You don't just let things not be addressed because you will now not like that person. You will have a grudge against that person. You will somehow try to get that person. And people don't like to believe that about themselves, but we are very, we are, we are very much biology as well as intellect. And that biology part of us absolutely keeps score, absolutely knows when we're being dissed, absolutely doesn't want to become too far away from alpha, if not alpha. So it's the how. It's the how we engage that makes the difference between are we acting out of our biological impulses and survival and primal, or have we recognized it and now we're going to take a deep breath, you know, kind of uh, step back a little bit and say, what is it really that I want to engage here? What is it that I need versus I'm triggered to do? Okay. Um, the other thing that is very helpful when you're engaging conflict is you speak uh, with the word I. 
I means you're taking responsibility for what you're feeling. I means it's your experience you're speaking about. Whereas if you use the word you, no matter how brilliant you are, no matter how quote-unquote right you are, you are now telling that person what is wrong with them and how you know better, i.e. you are better than them. And the truth is you're missing a whole lot of information. You don't know what's going on for that person. Just like I you know, made the, the example of the person in the back of the room as you're doing a presentation, not paying attention to the presentation. Looks like they're doing something on their phone. Of course, they, there they are. All those millennials, they blah, 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 too much texting. Okay, so perhaps in that situation when you ask the question, you find out they just found out, you know, their wife was involved in a car accident, and she's texting from the hospital. She's okay, but the car's not so okay. Hey, clear reason to be distracted. But if you don't investigate, if you don't presume there's information you are missing versus being triggered and being justified to go get somebody, you will create a lot of problems in your life um, instead of building relationship. So, defensive and that's called defensive communication it doesn't it doesn't work so for example i would like to talk to you about how i didn't i, I didn't feel you were respecting um me as i was giving my presentation versus boy you you're a millennial and you, and we all know what millennials are like they're just so you know addicted to their little smartphones well you're such a loser as a millennial bam there's a presumption you know what's going on and we never know what's going on. We can make pretty good educated guesses. We can have intuitive hits. But again, life is about building relationships, about building bridges. And even if that bridge is only for a day or for for that interchange, you know, you're at some gas station you never go to, do you, tr- do you treat the person helping you like a jerk, like they're less than you and they're just this, ugh, you know, must be such a loser, you're working at a gas station? Or do you engage them as, wow, you're a human being, I'm a human being, we're here at the same time, you know, here we are, let's, let's acknowledge this, this as a positive. It makes a huge difference in how you engage life and how you feel about your day. You want to... When you, when you want to actually find out what's going on, for example, again, in this you know person in the back, you know, hanging out on their phone, you want to seek to truly listen to what the person has to say. When you say, "Hey, you know, I noticed you were a little distracted. Um, is there something I said that kind of you know that you'd like more information on, or I can make clear?" Then actually be willing to listen to what they say versus just waiting for them to finish up saying what they're going to say, so you can tell them, you know your brilliant self. We are very challenged, and this is true for everybody, we are very challenged to listen to another person. Um, and because we, we're so so much in a rush to be heard and to be right. And, you know, if you think about, your, think about the things that times you've had conflicts with someone who's important to you, you know, when they're telling you what happened, Usually you're sitting there going, yeah, yeah, well, okay, but I'm going to tell you how you're wrong and how I was better and my, my, my slight was worse than your slight and I had the right to, we can't, we, we have a hard time receiving. Now, 
this is true for women as well as men. Women like to think of themselves as more relationship oriented and better with relationship better with relationship skills and that is both a myth and somewhat of a truism and I say somewhat of a truism because the reason women sometimes um claim that they are better listeners is because they've had to listen longer and more in their life as women, meaning we live in a very male-centric world even now. And men have taught women, and women have traditionally been um, relegated to support supporting roles in men's lives and in many people's lives. And one of the supporting roles is to listen so as to know what to do for that person. So while women may have a history and actual cred as being better listeners, there's also an emotional response to that, which is, I don't want to listen to you. I'm tired of being the one that listens. How about if you listen to me? And that kind of going back to that <laughs> that first point I made about backlogging, Women at this time in history have a lot of backlogging we are starting to deal with. And we're backlogging years, centuries of resentment and anger and rage even about being delegated and relegated to second-class citizens, to second-tier kind of lives. And that will show up in even some of the most innocent conflicts with men who who traditionally have had more authority, who are the authority even still in the world, okay? We still live in a male-centric world. And that backlog of anger and resentment is real. I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm not going to say it shouldn't be there. Of course it's real. How we engage it as women is either effectively or we kind of <laughs> we kind of piss away our opportunity to both release the backlog or at least a few items from the closet or to burn a bridge. Relationships encourage coming to a common understanding. If you have a common understanding, that doesn't mean an agreement, but a common understanding will allow a relationship to then take the next step, which is how can I actually perhaps support you? How can I be less of the problem and, and more supportive? Okay, It's always baby steps with, with true building for change. People like to really, in their minds, think they can burn a bridge, they can make a better bridge, and screw those people that made that first bridge. It doesn't work that way. We need relationships. We have to, we have to, and I say, you know, <laughs> I don't, I rarely say this, but we have to understand relationship is the new form of power. If you don't have a relationship with something, you don't have power with it. And that is a truism for everybody on this planet. This is a shift into a new mainframe of power, how it's wielded, how it's engaged, how it can be used. And again, Women have baggage with us as well as men. We just have different baggage. Um, and so that's why seeking to understand and to truly listen is really important. The other part of this, the other part of this, um, is you have to respect yourself enough to stand up for what matters, even when you tell yourself it's not a big deal or you haven't done so before. Why do I say this? 
Because any time you feel slighted and are slighted or something you care about isn't, isn't treated appropriately, there's a resentment. There's a, there's a pulling back from engaging, for understanding, for building a common understanding. And people then also don't know who you are and what, what's important. They don't know who you are. We help others learn about who we are by what we care about, how we show up for what we care about, how we talk about what we care about. And if we truly care about it, it's inspiring. It's, it's educational to another person. And telling yourself it's not a big deal how you're treated or how someone talks to you is, is, is a lie. It's a, it's a lie that we've had to kind of embrace for many, many generations because, again, this male-centric world and being treated as a woman slash second-tier, second-class citizen, which is still true, is degrading. It's, it's debilitating. It's enraging. So, but, but there's no power in reacting. There's no power in, in being triggered and exploding. It may feel good in the moment, but it doesn't it doesn't create anything towards where we want to be, which is making different choices and creating differently. So blaming others and not taking care of whatever wounds you have from childhood um, and, and upgrading your patterns in your adult relationships will not serve you well. You have to... Um, you have to update from what hurt to what you feel good about, not only yourself, but how you are treating others. So, and the thing is, there's times when working it out isn't the solution. I, I once had a client, and um, she and her husband were in the, in you know, in the session, and it had to do with a toothbrush. And they had argued about it for days. They they were sitting on my couch and arguing about it still. And they were both trying to be right. And yet the, the, the actual discussion was that there was a toothbrush that had fallen on the floor. The the conflict was about who had made it fall on the floor. And and really the solution was if if who's who you know i think it was the the man's toothbrush if he didn't want to reuse a toothbrush that had fallen on the floor the easy solution was you know that's uh, i'm sorry honey i don't know who knocked it down but you know i've got another one in the closet or i'll make sure to get one today no no problem so instead of engaging the conflict of, uh, and and see this is where backlogging comes in they were looking to make, this was just kind of the entry point for how I feel unvalued, how I feel like you don't care for me, you don't take care of for me, and on the man's part. And on the woman's part, it was, really, I have to do this for you? I have all this anger about, you know, fill in the blank. I'm not going to do something you want me to do. I'll show you. I have power. It's a toothbrush. <laughs> But we do this all the time. We make a nuclear mountain out of what is simply a opportunity to be kind. But it's very hard to be kind when you have a backlog of slights and hurts and resentments. 
It's why we have to empty it out. We have to flush it. It's like, would you not go to the bathroom for days? Or would you go to the bathroom and not flush the toilet for days? No. But we do this with our emotions. We do this with our mind. And this is why meditation is essential, journaling, you know, working on the past where there were truly significant things that were harmful and hurtful done. That is true of every human life. But the question isn't, did it happen? It's what do you do with it? Do you take care of it? And even if you couldn't take care of it as a child, are you, are you willing to be an adult and say, I got baggage. Let me, get, let me take care of it. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to do this, so let me get some help. This is, this is the times we live in. We have to let go of the baggage. We have to choose different ways of engaging conflict and choosing ways to be human beings on a very small planet, a very fragile planet. And, um, and this is why I was very, um, very much enjoyed my years as a mediator, and I still use these skills, clearly, um, because everything in life is a negotiation. We are always negotiating. And if we don't negotiate, then we create oppositions. We, cre- we create armies of, in opposition. And we can do that in our homes with our, with our with partners, our significant others, with our children, with our parents, with our coworkers, with the people we, we intersect with casually. We can choose peace or we can choose war. But if you're going to choose peace... You've got to work on yourself. You've got to look at what's in the closet that is just waiting, you know, (laughs) for you to open the door and to just totally take you over. And and so I'm leaving you with that. Um, And please, if you'd like some help with really lightening your load of, of resentments and anger and sorrow, hire hire somebody get some help um and i you know if you're interested in and finding out if we're a good match i've got that free consultation on my website check it out but i just leave you with that thought this world is getting getting to be hotter and hotter and more intense and the patterns we're using are not they're old patterns they're not going to work anymore um and I truly believe in the goodness of every person, and um, and if there's not goodness, how to disengage from it is really important to know as well. So I'll leave you with that, and I'll be back next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.